So tonight we're concluding a series, I Love the House of God. And when, we, when I heard we were doing this series, I was really excited because I, actually, I, I so love the house of God. I love the house of God. I love how Pastor John shared last week, and if you missed it, you need to get that podcast into you. But what I loved was that this building here isn't the house of God, that this, hill, this, this building here is where the people of God meet, and we are the house of God, the people, not the building. And I love this house for many reasons. And when I say I love this house, it means I love you guys. And uh, yeah, I know, receive that love. <laughs> but I love this place because is, this is the place that I found God. When I was so lost and so broken and just didn't know what I was doing. I was a 15-year-old punk, so confused and angry. But I remember walking through the doors of this church and finding God, and it impacted me. It changed my life forever. I love this house because it's where I've learned to flourish in my walk with God and learn how to walk with Him. I love this house because it's been a place of safety for me. In, a, in a, a broken family, this place has been a safe place for me. It's been a place where I could come as I was and receive healing, freedom from all the muck and crazy that I had experienced. This was a place that I could say, be safe and deal with it. I love the house of God because I found friendships here. People that I would happily, if I ever went to war, I'd be like, if you were in the trenches with me, I would be so glad you were there. People that see me for who I am and my best and my worst, people that, and love me anyway, people that support me, people that offer to take me out for a coffee when it looks like I need it, apparently. I'm just like, whatever. Um, <laughs> people that when I have a baby, and when I say I, when, when Shekinah has a baby, and, and yeah, anyway, we won't get into that, but, but provide two weeks of meals. Friends and family that stand with you and got your back. That was found here in the house of God. I had horrible friends before that. It was the place that I found meaning and purpose. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what God had called me to. But it was in this place with this group of people that I found meaning and purpose for my life. And uh, tonight we're talking about what it is to serve into that serve in God's house. What does it mean? And I just want to say is that I serve in God's house for all those reasons. So what God has done in me that He would do in others. I serve because God saved me, and it's my hope that every person that I make a connection with, He would save them too. I serve God's house because this place has helped me to grow in my walk with God, and I want to help everyone else grow in their walk with God. I serve in this place because I want this to be a haven of safe, safety for everyone that walks through. 
that no matter how broken, no matter how um, locked up and confused life might be, that they would come as they are, that there would be a safe place and that they would find freedom, hope and restoration. I serve because I want people to have great friends to do life with. Life is crap alone. Too many people are in isolation with all the social media and stuff going on. It's like, yeah, we're more connected than ever, but um, stats show that more than ever we feel isolated and alone. And ultimately, I love to see people flourish in their walk with God, to have actual true meaning and true purpose and flourishing and running, running fast for God and making an impact for Him. That's why I serve the house of God. And a question is for all of us tonight, is God has called us and all of us in some capacity to serve God's people. In Galatians 6.10, it says this, Therefore, as we have, ha- as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers, the church. I love how it's phrased there. It's an opportunity. So many people uh, feel like they have to. You don't have to do anything. You get to serve in the house of God. And it is an opportunity to bless God's people and to build His house. And I absolutely love it. I first started my serving journey. I got saved in this church, or I came to God in this church 19 years ago. And I'm pretty sure I started serving 19 years ago. And I started off on the A-team. Oh, give us a wave of any A-team brothers in the room. Yeah, A-team. I love the A-team way too much. Okay, I just want to say that I love the A-team way too much. I was serving with a great group of guys that that loved me, looked after me, and handled all my craziness. But what I loved about it was there was a number of things. Was for some reason I really loved seeing how many stacks of chairs I could lift. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just a teenage flex thing. I don't know. Um, I yeah, three chairs. It was eight. Thank you. Eight. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh. I actually saw on Instagram the other day, someone like lift 20 chairs on their shoulders. And I was like, a part of me was like, I wanted to have a go. But yeah, no, not these days, not these days. But um, I loved, I loved catching people when they would get prayed for. Sometimes people fall over. I loved catching them most of the time. And uh, yes, I have dropped a a few. So it happens now and then. And um, I loved, I loved communion. Oh, yeah, communion was, was, was mean. Um, I'll tell you why communion was so good. So back in the day, before we were even in this building, uh, we were like, we would have communion, but we would have it with loaves of bread. <laughs> loaves of bread. Fresh bakery bread picked up, in the morning, picked up in the morning, and it would get handed around, and people would rip off a little bit. But this is, this, this is what I loved. Um, I know it sounds so unholy. I love communion, but um, what I loved about it was at the, after communion, whatever was left over, I could eat. And, and it was delicious. 
and, and Pastor John would be preaching, and I'd just be sitting at the back of church, just eating, eating a loaf of bread. Um, but I love serving on the A team. As I served, as I served in God's house, I had the best time. And do you know what I realized is I actually got so much out of serving the A team. As I was giving, it was like God was giving back to me. I remember as an A team, we would we would get into a little huddle. It was only three of us back then, and uh, careful. Uh, <laughs> It was like three of us then, and we'd have a little huddle, and we would pray, and we would pray. And I remember the, uh, the leader at the time said, oh, I would love for you to pray, Josh. And I was like, I'm not praying. I said, no. And then so he prayed, and then next week he asked me again, and I caved in and did this small prayer. But that was the first time I really prayed in front of people. I would have never, that was just a small step, but encouraged me so much in my journey. I remember, I remember uh, the A-team leader, he would take me out for lunch. We'd go out for lunch and he would drop me home and in the car, we'd just have these God conversations. And I, I still, to this day, remember some of the things that he used to say to me. He goes, because he had, he had church keys. And I, I used to remember he would say, he said, oh, sometimes if I really feel like stirred up by God, I would come into a Saturday night and open up the building and I'll come and pray on the altar for a couple of hours. And I, for me as a, as a new Christian and someone on this team, it was like, wow, that was amazing. And, and But I remember these mighty men around me. And it wasn't like they were my leaders, they weren't my pastors or anything like that, but they were mighty men around me. And just standing shoulder to shoulder with them, serving with them. It was like God it just lifted me up more and more and more in each week. I just want to encourage you here tonight that we are all called to serve. There's no such thing as some serve and some don't serve. We are all called to serve in some capacity. But I want to encourage you, as you serve, as you give out and build the house of God, God rewards you back richly, that he surrounds you with people that lift you up, that might challenge you and stretch you, but change you, transformation, so, so much. I absolutely loved it. And then I got into this comfortable season in my serving. It was awesome. I was serving on the A-Team Sunday, and then Friday night, I was hanging out with all the youthies and the youth leaders in the room. Okay, cool. Uh, hanging out with all the youthies, and they called me a leader, but I so was not a leader. <laughs> and we would have so much fun on Friday nights. We would... Um, yeah, I can't share half the stories these days. I don't want to excite people the wrong way. So, but I remember I was just in this comfort, comfortable season where I was serving at youth on a Friday night. And I was loving it. Youth was going off. And I was come here and serve on A team on Sundays. And I was just in this really comfortable season of, of my serving with God. And I thought I'd hit the peak. Um, but then our wonderful pastor, Pastor John, had a chat with me and wrecked it all. So, no, he, he, he talked to me about how 
that there was this wonderful couple coming to moving to the Sunshine Coast and we're taking on our kids' ministry, Pastor Brendan and Kathy Clancy. Pastor Kathy preached this morning and he said to me, I would love for you to join the kids' team. And I said, no. I, did, I was so reluctant. I was like, I'm not passionate about kids. I don't like kids. I like youth, teenagers. They're way better. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do. I don't want to do children's ministry. And I said no. Then he had another crack at me, because you know he's persistent in a good way. But I had the handbrake on so hard. My leader saw something in me. My leader believed something in me and was trying to move me forward into that direction of what God had for me. And I was there with the handbrake on. And so he left me alone for a little while around that. But then I signed up for internship, which is pretty much serving a year at a high capacity for God. And he said, oh, we would love for you to be the kids' church intern under Kathy. And I gave, I gave the same sob story. I said, it's not my area of passion. I don't like kids. Kathy scares me. <laughs> Added that to the list. No, no, no. <laughs> and, um, and I gave the whole sob story. And I remember Pastor John, he said to me this, how about you go away and pray about it? And I prayed about it. And God spoke to me about it. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says this, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I didn't see the why behind it, but I chose to take a step of faith and trust God in it. And so my handbrake came off, my no became yes, and I began to serve in our kids' ministry. And honestly, to this day, oh, confession time, I hate kids' church craft. <laughs> I hate check-in <laughs> systems. There's always someone that doesn't do it or breaks it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but I tell you what I do, I do remember what I love about it. I remember in that season, God did some mighty things in my heart that I didn't know I needed, but he knew I needed. And it changed my life and set me up for my destiny. Sometimes we can get so fixated and consumed with our plan that we dismiss God's plan. A question for you tonight are you so caught up in your plan that you're missing God's plan? What are you saying no to that maybe you need to say yes to? You might not have all the answers, but maybe God is trying to do something and takes a step of faith and boldness to do it. I remember the day I realized why I was in kids' ministry. I remember the day. Uh, there was this kid, his name was Curtis. Some of you might have experienced Curtis. <laughs> he was, uh, 
he was a he was he was a turd of a kid. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I remember he he would he would just do the most craziest things. He would punch kids. He would run out of our kids' facility all the way down the road. I'd have to chase him, get him in a partial headlock and drag him back. You know, it was just, he was just a lot of work. He was just a lot of work. And then I remember one Sunday, he got it put in a timeout. And I just felt to go sit with him. He was very upset, and I just decided to sit with him. Didn't say anything. I just sat with him. And for whatever reason... That moment there was a God-appointed moment. And this, this kid that was causing so, much, so many problems began to share his story and what was really bothering him. He, he never knew his dad. His mom was an alcoholic. He lived in community housing and seen Neighbors chased each other around with knives. And he began to just share this horrific story about his journey. He's like eight. Like, things eight-year-olds should never have to deal with. And uh, I knew in that moment that was why I needed to be there. It wasn't to serve my agenda or my thing. It was to serve Curtis. And I don't know what Curtis is doing these days, but I hope in his heart that he remembers the moment that his kids' leader just sat with him and heard his story. That impacted, that it would sit with him and that in times of desperation would bring him hope. I remember another kid that came in. He he was a younger kid. He had autism. And his parents were struggling so bad because they're trying to look after their, their child. And I just made it an effort to say, you know what, I'm going to serve this kid in kids' church. He hated kids' church crafts, so that was winning for him. And <laughs> I'm going to serve this kid. I'm going to serve him. And you know what, we became the best of buds. He was my homie. We'd play Lego together. But this was the impact that it had. His mum and dad that were struggling were able to sit into church together, to worship together, to hold hands together. Me serving him helped his parents. So when I serve in the house of God, and I am a servant before anything else, and all of us are, we're servants. I come with that heart, is that it's an opportunity to serve others. Whether it's putting out a seat, whether it's serving in kids' church, or even in the current season that we are in right now, where it's serving our young adults. We love our young adults. I often sometimes say to myself, Shekinah, I'm a bit too old for young adults. But I love them, and they know I love them. This week we launched O Week, uh, Red Frogs in our university. And I was like, what's going on? (laughs) 
I've had a drinking marathon party this week. I've had toga party this week. I've had volleyball party this week. I've had traffic light, which is single and ready to mingle party, hook up. I dodged, I dodged uh, Freaky Friday, which is when boys dress up as girls and vice versa. I dodged Sexy Saturday, which apparently is where no one wears anything, so. But I come in and my heart is this. I'm gonna serve these uni students. I'm gonna love them and serve them. And as I do that, I know God's gonna move powerfully in their life. Our Homeless Hub starts in a couple weeks. We're gonna be doing fortnightly barbecues to 60 homeless people, getting back up on their feet. My heart is that I'm just going to be there to serve them, to love them. And as I do that, God will do the rest. So tonight, whether you're not on a team, it's time to get on a team and start carrying that heart to serve others. Or even if you are on a team, it's a great reminder of the heart that we should serve with because God wants to use it. So come on, let's just bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to serve us, to be a living sacrifice for us, something that we could never, ever outdo. But Lord, tonight we just come together as your people, Lord, and just refresh our hearts as a servant. Lord, and tonight we just make a, a line, in the, line in the sand moment where it's, we're going to take the opportunity to serve, to serve your people. In Jesus' name. Hey, while every eye's closed, we talked about it earlier in the service, and I talked about it in my message there was a moment where I made a decision to invite God into my life. And that decision changed every aspect of my life. And I want to give every single person in this room the same opportunity that I had 19 years ago. And that is to invite God into your life. To have a real and living relationship with Him. If that's you tonight and you're saying, you know what, I want to invite God into my life while every eye is closed, I'd love for you to lift your hand up nice and high. If that's you, see that hand, awesome. Is there anyone else here tonight and you're saying, you know what, I want to invite God into my life. I want to know His love. I want to know what it is to know Him. If that's you tonight.
Maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, I'm inviting God into my life for the first time. Or maybe you're here tonight and you once did have a relationship with God, but you drifted away from Him. And tonight you're saying, you know what, I need to come back to Him. I need to come back into a relationship with Him. If that's you tonight, I would love for you to raise your hand up nice and high. If that's you, you're saying, you know what, I want to come back into a relationship with God. I'd love for you to raise your hand up nice and high. See those hands over there. Awesome. Come on, we're just going to say this prayer together. You can put your hand down, champ. As we say this prayer, I want you to repeat it after me. But don't repeat these words, but say them as if you're saying them to God, not back to me, okay? But we're going to say it together as a whole church family. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for my sin. Tonight, I come to you and I ask for your forgiveness. Wash me clean. Fill me with your love, your peace, and your joy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You guys can open your eyes. We have three people give their heart to God tonight. Come on, let's celebrate. If you did that, congratulations. The start of an amazing journey. Hey, guys, if you are not on a team, I would love to encourage you out in the foyer. There's going to be a sign-up area there. But get a part of it. It's going to be amazing. We have amazing teams in church. A-team, kids' team, youth team, they're all super duper. Love you guys. Over to you, Teresa. Woo!